This is Roxanne from Late Night Trouble, and you're listening to the Free Form Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Free Form Rock Podcast. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Before themselves disintegrating with Waldo Lure of the Heartbreakers, this is Johnny. Welcome to So It Goes. How do you like the chairs? Very uh, comfortable. Comfortable. Do you mind if I first talk about a little bit about the past, about the dolls, which you were in, Johnny? You were, however, when you were in the dolls, managed by Malcolm McLaren, who now is Malcolm, known, yeah. Who now is known to manage the Sex Pistols, and I've longed to ask someone what's it like to be managed by Malcolm. Well, Malcolm, he's a really, he's a really cool guy. He learned everything he knew from us, from the New York Dolls, and just commercialized it. <laughs> the genius. What did you learn from him? What I learned from him? <laughs> what did you learn from him? A hard question. Come on. Uh, I learned what it was like to be a, a nice gay individual. Do you miss not? Do you miss not looking like a lesbian? Looking like a lesbian? Who thought I looked like you a lesbian? You used to look like a lesbian. I promise you. I've seen your pictures. My mother never thought that. Uh, <laughs> All right. But listen. Let's let's get onto the fact that you played high energy music. I mean, we mentioned that that you kept that alive. New York Dolls, one of the people. Where did you get that high energy idea from? Guys like Iggy Pop, um, MC5, Eddie Cochran, Gene Vincent. Shangri-La. You've got a long list of influence. Let's go over and ask Walter. What about you? Where did you get it from? Yeah, from the same thing, sort of. Um, from the 60s me. and the 50s. You go back to the 50s? Well, yeah. I, I heard records when I was a little kid and stuff like that, and it stuck in my mind. <laughs> Fat time and all. In England, in England, in England, bands like this are meant to be young. I take it, Walter, you're not that young. Uh, I, I'm really very young, actually, but... Uh, young at heart. It's the older bands in New York are a lot older than the bands in England anyway. All right, that, that's the real question I want to come to. You come from New York, you were doing things with the New York Dolls a few years ago, which now are all the rage in England, and yet America, it's still a very big minority, a small minority cult. Why is America lagging so far behind? Well, the Ameri world? Americans, they're all they're too, too fat. fat on the hog, you know? They got it too easy. Ex explain, what do you mean? Well, you know, they got it too easy. They don't got to do too much for money. They're, uh... Their chemicals are very uh, easy gotten. So, do you think is that, you, that the kind of music is ever going to make it big in the States, this kind of music? Well, they're all poets, you know. They all think they are uh, Bob Millen and uh, Rita Coolidge and whoever else. Sooner or later, it'll, it'll come up, but it's just, uh, you know, it takes so long. That's why it's a bigger, bigger place and everything. People got thicker heads, it takes a little time to get through them. All right, very briefly, just, t just tell me, finally, you got a new single out, One Track Minds. What's it about? All right. Drugs and sex. <laughs> we have a song over here, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. You yeah, don't bother with the rock. We don't, we don't talk about, about rock and roll. It's very natural to us. Yeah, you guys, well, by drugs, I'm not going to ask you what, but I, mean, I know your drummer drinks, which I find shocking. Yeah, I find that shocking myself. All right, listen, uh, Walter and uh, Johnny, thank you very much. Ciao, man. I'm from the Heartbreakers who specialize in terminal indifference to a band who specialize in cleansing. All right, welcome to another edition of You Know Where You're At. And freaking, we were supposed to have Eric RSP Jordan today, but uh, literally his work came up with a lot of shit for him to do. Uh, literally. So, Jerry, man, how's it going, brother? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Hanging in there, man. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. All right. 
Yeah, I had to restart the recording because I forgot my whiskey, man. <laughs> Damn. So fuck that. I mean, what the fuck I was saying? I was like, whatever. So I'm glad you started it over. <laughs> so, what's going on? You said you said on the first try of recording this that uh, it was an interesting pick for Charles. Yeah, it was a it was a cool pick. We had actually talked about this guy a couple of weeks ago, I think, me and him. And uh, yeah, I'm glad he's uh, given me a chance to you know look through this this album called Johnny Thunders. And the Heartbreakers is what we're talking about. It's an interesting album, so uh, I'm kind of curious to see what all three of us think of it. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, Charles, man, what's going on, brother? Yeah, hanging and banging as always, and uh, I got a good authority. Eric loved every track on this album, he so did. he loved every one of them. <laughs> He's so disappointed because this is one of his favorite entertainers ever and he loved this album but just so people at home just remember whatever we say double it by eric well keep them in your thoughts could i give a spoiler alert you know how when i ask you guys to pick tracks off this album yeah yeah he said no <laughs> they're all so good to him he can't make up his mind so uh, I know it's okay, and we're fine, and and yeah, he he has a work thing, and that happens, so no problem. But I know how much this review meant to him, so we got to do our best in our honor. We got to up our game on this one, man. <laughs> yeah. He's missing out on a humdinger. <laughs> Johnny Thunder and the Heartbreakers, L A M F. What do you think that stands for, Mark Alden Taylor? Well, I know what it sounds like because I'm reading it on Wikipedia. But uh, don't cheat. Just you should have won it. Uh, it's like a fucker. Motherfucker. Well, I got I got to drinking late, so I'm not in my usual like winging itself. Well, you can just kind of let me guide the horse this episode. You don't have to worry about it too much. Oh, I told you to talk about the album, man. And we got you question for Charles. Another question for Charles about this album. What's the DTK from the LAMF I'm reading here? Uh, yeah, I read that too. Some They saw it on the graffiti, some gang stuff. Oh, okay. And they just shortened it to like a motherfucker. It was some like... Down, down to kill like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, some gang graffiti oh, okay. going in New York. Um, as Jerry had mentioned earlier, but you didn't hear it at home, uh, Johnny Thunders is a New York Dolls fame. If you want to call that fame. Were they famous? I don't know. It, they were like They were like the musicians' musicians, you know? It's like all the good musicians cited them as an influence. I think Guns N' Roses liked them, didn't they? Um, not just GNR. Your your precious poison. Yeah. Um, they influenced a lot of Han shit. Also, Hanoi rocks. Oh god. <laughs> oh, that oh god, up. that band just makes me hurt. That's a terrible band. But kind of uh, like. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Jerry. I was gonna say kind of like Slade too. I mean, a lot of the bands, yeah, were Slade. Them, but they they were never really heard of in the state, you know. Same too. I mean, because uh, New York Dolls were, you know, it's kind of like the Stooges and MC5 and the New York Dolls were, to me, were all like the real pre-runners of punk. And uh, maybe the first punk band 
maybe the dolls. I, I don't know. I know some people get in their feelings behind the Ramones, but actually this guy put out stuff before the Ramones. And uh, this is definitely in the punk wheelhouse, this album here. Uh, this was actually recorded in England and released in England. And uh, Jerry had asked me if Tom Petty had a problem. Well, this version of the Heartbreakers predated Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. But even if so, I don't think it was ever an issue because they only made one album. Just this album. And then that's it. So I don't think they ever became a big name in the States like Tom Petty. So I don't think it was a problem. And... I don't think either one would give a shit either way. Yeah, and I, I don't think Thunders was the type to go out and sue people and all that. So, yeah. this, was, this was made in London mainly because the, the manager of the Sex Pistols originally wanted to bring the New York Dolls to England because it would impact bigger there, he thought. But... Only Johnny Thunders and Jerry Nolan and a couple guys on this album showed up. The, the dolls had broke up. So McLaren made the Sex Pistols instead, and Thunders was left to his own devices. But a lot there was a lot of good people around him. There was a lot of buzz around them in England at the time. Pete Townsend was involved a little bit, and some different people. So they just... Too many drugs, I think, was the problem with this group, and that's why it kind of collapsed. They actually broke up because of the mixing of this album. Oh, wow. wow. Jerry Nolan was not happy with the mix at all, and that was what started. Yeah, the, the, the mix is kind of uh, lackluster at best, in my opinion. But I thought the music was good in general, so. Yeah. Well, apparently, it's the mixer's fault. They all, like, complain about that. And originally, uh, Richard Hell from he would go on to he was in television, and then he would go on and do Richard Hell and the Voivods. I think I called him Voivods, or I don't know. I can't pronounce that name of that man, but he went on to do his own stuff after that. But he was actually in the Heartbreakers originally, and we'll get into that in one track because there's one track that. I don't want to say it's controversial, but there's a little dispute on whose track it actually is because, uh, as Mark pointed out on something, my pick of the week last week was the version, the other version of a song on this album that a very famous band did. So it's up to the imagination of whose is better. Yeah, other than that, that's about all I know about Johnny. Other, I agree with Jerry. I think Johnny Thunders is a super, superly underrated guitar player. Dude. Word, man. Yeah. Get off on his guitar playing. Well, like we did the New York Dolls episode, man, and that was fucking really cool. I, I've never really heard them. I always like... You know, I just heard shit or good stuff talked about them, so I didn't really know. It was like 50-50 between people, so you played this for me. You, you sent me lots of shit, and I, you, this is some of it, and I told you, uh, well, spoiler alert, I'm not going to spoil it, <laughs> what I thought of it, but... Um, I, I think I did already, so... Yeah, you, you kind of spoiled it for me, Jerry. Why do you do that? Yeah, I, I, I can't fucking help it, dude. My mouth is <laughs> to shut up. 
Well, the yeah, a thought comes in my a thought comes in my brain and it comes right out of my fucking this mouth. This was going to no be sense. a great episode if Eric was on here because it probably would have been two against two. So uh, I'm not going to tell huh. you who that who that person is, on what, but we'll been three against one. You never know. It's yep, going to be know. probably two against one on this episode. I I, I have a str I have a strange feeling on that one. Yeah, hey, I was I, I like the New York Dolls. I don't know about you know the the offshoots of them, so we'll find out. All right, man. Well. Lee Gersman says David Johansson's solo stuff is really good, and I haven't really checked it out. So I'll take his word. Not not Buster Poindexter. I'm not talking about that. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Buster Poindexter right, Charles shit. Charles don't like to get hot, hot, hot. <laughs> no, that's pretty lame. But <laughs> it was. He says his other solo stuff's really good. I don't know. And I haven't ever. I have found some stuff with one of the, the the other guitar player in this group, Walter Lure. I think is how you pronounce his Jerry, name. Yeah. Um, Jerry Nolan's gonna hit and miss, but uh, but as I brought up in New York Dolls, it was an interesting connection between Kiss and, and Jerry Nolan because Peter Chris and Jerry Nolan were childhood friends, and they both auditioned for that New York Dolls slot. So. Damn. Interesting. Peter Chris would have looked weird in the dolls, man. <laughs> yeah, I think it all worked out for the best in the end. But yeah, they both went for that that position in the New York Dolls. The New York Dolls were a big deal in New York. Yeah. For sure. I don't know about anywhere else and and I hear you. I know some people can't stand it. That that's pretty much what it'll be. They they either dig it or they hate it. There's not too much middle ground. That New York. kind of like like Oasis, huh? <laughs> you said it. You said it. I didn't say it. I get accused of bringing them up all the time, and no, I don't think that's the same with Oasis. Damn. But Damn. I think it's the New York Dolls. I think is that seems to be the the case. Yeah, a, a lot of our friends don't like the New York Dolls, and a lot of our friends do. Like you said, it's kind of like. Yeah, it's like split. Yeah. I've never people... seen somebody go, oh, they're okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Kind of like ghost. Ghost. Yeah, I think, yeah, kind of like ghosts, actually. More. Yeah. Charles uh, is posting ghost videos, and I want to watch them, but I don't want to like them. Fucking, fucking great songs, too. He's posting. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this was a band that, yeah, they made one fucking album, and uh, it was an import in the States. That's why I think it probably wasn't as well known. I stumbled upon this. This is not something I've listened to for years, by the way. I stumbled upon it and was like, hmm, that's interesting. Because I don't give away my spoilers either. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Matt, well, we didn't really talk about anything in the beginning of the show. I think it kind of like threw us for a loop when Eric had to leave all of a sudden. So, uh, man, you know, I, I, think, I, think, I think we're doing all right. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I have an announcement. What don't what don't you guys hear this week? Well, a chair. A squeaky chair is gone. It's retired. Man. Yeah, so, you, yeah. You broke last week. You told us. Everybody... Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like sitting on it, and it like fell sideways. So it's like it's like almost. Yeah, my fat ass probably. More, more weight on it than it was actually, you know, meant to have. Well, so. well Jerry, so, uh, Jerry, when I was with you in Nashville, I got a piece of your hair. I made a voodoo doll and and said, to let, him sit, "Let him sit in that chair and break it." <laughs> and I, I fucking broke your chair. 
from afar. There you go. <laughs> hey, listen, no, I, I think having Chipotle three times a week probably helps with the chair breaking. So. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I was feeding you tacos. There you go. Your voodoo doll. <laughs> I wish I remembered the name of my hotel because I can't remember the name of it, but it has like nothing but like a half a star rating on all the <laughs> rating places. God. It was so beautiful. I did the job. What was cool is only 10 minutes away from the airport. That was oh. cool. Usually the hotels by the airports are like the ghettos. It's weird. Yeah, it, it was of that variety. Yeah, because uh, I remember in Oakland there was hotels up there. We stayed at around the airport. B&B was only like 10 or 15 minutes away from the airport. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah, it wasn't far. that far. That was a nice place, so kudos to your wife for picking that place out. I liked yeah. it. That 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 was fun trying to find you at the airport. <laughs> Where are you? I'm here. Well, I'm not. I don't see you. You're not there. You're over here. And I go fuck it. This airport sucks. I think ten. Guys, are guys are, are waiting in the arrival line. Dude. I mean the uh, departure. There's line. no signs <laughs> inside that airport directing you where to go. And we asked somebody, and he told, sent us all the way around the other way, who worked there, sent us the wrong way, and then we found out, oh, there's an up, there's a middle part of the airport. I think there's three stories in there or something. It's just so confusing. It is, it is a confusing. I mean, airports are confusing in general. Plus, you mentioned the Oakland Airport. That airport is actually really good, but yeah, Nashville is kind of a mess. This yeah, international airport is a fucking mess. I think they were the first ones that had the thing that came out to the plane where you didn't have to walk on the tarmac up the stairs. Oh, yeah. At that airport. That airport was nice because I, I flew up there since I was seven to see my grandma up there. Uh, ripped to my uh, grandma, Gladys Fuquay. She ruled. Uh, best grandma I ever had. The only grandma I ever had. So, there you go. But uh, that, that lady's fucking spoiled the shit out of me, dude. My friends had an Atari. She got me a fucking ColecoVision, man. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And then my friends came over to my house because they didn't want to play their shitty Atari 2600. See, there it is. There, there was a the problem right there. There's where Mark is trying Easy. to one up everybody right there. What? Yeah. Mark, First, I was trying to one up somebody. Oh God, dude! I was talking about. Atari 2600. I told you a true story. Atari Twenty Six Hundred was a fantastic fucking unit. It was, it was because I went over to their house and played their Missile Command and their Pac Man and 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 then. But when I saw ColecoVision, I think the graphics were thirty-two bit. Was the first two thirty? No, yeah, no. sixteen or thirty-two. No, it, it was it was sixteen. NES was eight. No, it was it was. Yes, yes. was ahead of its time. No, no, it wasn't. No fucking thirty-two. God dang, you gotta make me look on Google, aren't you? Oh, good. I already know I'm right. Okay, if you're right, I'll tell you you're right. Well, you you guys keep talking. Coleco, Coleco Vision. Just enough Donkey about ColecoVision was outperformed. Donkey Kong was on the wrong side. It outperformed, it outperformed the Nintendo Entertainment System. Are you trying to tell me that? No, oh, Nintendo no. came out after ColecoVision, dude. Yes, because it was eight gigs. Uh, see, it had eight. Think, no, it had eight gigs. Not, yeah, eight bits or whatever eight the bits. fuck. Yeah, that, yeah, but you know, you, what, you know what the best-selling game of uh, Donkey Kong was? You know what the best-selling yeah. ga game was on ColecoVision? Donkey Kong. 
That's why I'm saying Nintendo came out after what happened. ColecoVision went out of business after uh, Nintendo uh, decided to make their own system. Yeah. You know what you need? You, uh, you, I don't like to use your words against you, but this is one time I'm going to. Oh, fuck me. You need, you need to binge watch the Angry Video Game Nerd. There's some, uh, there's some shit for you, Angry Video Game Nerd, and he gets millions of views. Not thousands. Millions. That's a major fucking well, YouTube. Well, he's got a niche because people love video games, dude. That's like... And it's like... He goes, video he, go, he goes on about your, your... You didn't have a television. I knew somebody had that. The television Wobble. sucked. Yeah, it was bad. I, I like played it. my friends and didn't tell television. The Frogger was horrible. But you know damn well, when that Nintendo hit, we were like, oh... Well, oh, Nintendo was... graphics were the same as ColecoVision, dude. It was the same. Even Atari, what Atari? Uh, I think Nintendo, the sixty-four bit that did that was a great fucking system right there. That right was there. their was last cartridge based system. That was a great system. That fucking Mario Golf was awesome. I don't know about the golf. I like the Mario Kart sixty-four. Oh, the Mario Kart was awesome on that man. We had that. <laughs> To this day, the best wrestling games were on Nintendo 64. So you the original Nintendo console. I have that. I had that. I had it with the duck hunt with that fucking dog laughing at you. Um, <laughs> fuck that dog. Fuck I know we loved minds when it came out. Yeah. Well, fucking Mike Tyson's punch out, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. 007-373-5963. Google it, folks. That's the Mike Tyson code. I still have it memorized to this day. All you got to do is survive the first minute and a half without him hitting you, and you'll be all right. I what, was really, well, what was really disappointing was, I think, in 2005 or so, I got my hands on a Nintendo emulator, and I ordered... They made two versions of that. They made Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and they made another with a generic guy that was uh, still a Tyson. But it was still Tyson. It was just a generic sprite because they didn't want to pay the licensing. And it was like a hundred dollars versus ten. Well, I'll get the ten dollar game. So I put it in. I put the code in. I knocked that dude out in the beginning of the second round. <laughs> And I was like, when I was a kid, I beat him one time when I was a kid. Me too. A decision. That's why I have this code, 007-373-5963. Google it if you like. That is the code to go right to Tyson. I'll never forget it. It's a cheat, man, because if you beat Mike Tyson, you were the shit back then. Oh, yeah, it was a struggle. What was that white video game system that came out with the first Madden cartridge? What first did. white one it was like a white console and it had the cartridge for madden that's I when I, I, I fucking i was i remember putting that cartridge in and watched the first play the first mat madden game go this fucking looks way better than tecmo bowl <laughs> sega genesis super tecmo bowl was one of was just a great great game i don't, I don't care white the white system like Sega Genesis or Dreamcast? Something no, like that? it was the one of the original, like newer versions after Nintendo 64. It, I forgot what I think it was a Sega or something. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I, I remember we rented a Genesis just to play Celtics versus Lakers. Yeah, oh, like, oh, it was, oh a, it was a Nintendo console right after the first Nintendo console. 
Super Nintendo? Yeah, Super Nintendo. That mm. had Madden. That had the first Madden game. I got Genesis. I didn't get Super Nintendo. Oh, I had Genesis too. You ever played hockey on that? It was fucking great. Well, I got it. Play for skill was Nintendo. That's right. Um, yeah, I got it because Mortal Kombat had the full blood and uh, yeah, and as uh, SNES didn't on the original Mortal Kombat. I had every system. I don't have the xbox and ps5 or the newest xbox I, I dropped off with xbox one and that was it i got ps i got a ps4 i don't play them anymore I, I have a ps4 and a wii u that's all i have left well dude i need to connect to you and play we could play our old madden game against each other <laughs> you could be the raiders though because i'm old i've never played i've never played online like that before so I don't know oh i have dude i played these snot oh, kids i played these snot Go ahead. Oh, I'm saying I have. I get my ass beat by some eight-year-old or ten-year-old or something. Dude, I decided to put on the mic one time to to play that shit. I was playing it, and this fucking like twelve-year-old was fucking like doing dances every time he scored a touchdown. But I fucking won in the final seconds. <laughs> and I said, "You dancing now, bitch?" And he left. <laughs> well, I used to, yeah, I used to play 2K NBA 2K Live on there. Oh, I love the, the NBA. Remember, remember, what was that game with Jam? You're on fire, NBA Jam. Yeah, it's cool, but I, I mean, I prefer the full simulation games. But yeah, yeah those, that's fun to play with people. But but yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't, I was lucky to have an Atari. Me too. No way I was getting a ColecoVision. My, you know, grandma, what, my grandma had a sugar daddy, man. I, I'm sorry. You know, I, I was an only I was an only child who was spoiled by my grandma. So was I, but my mom was like anti video games. Uh, she would like take the shit away, and you know, you get in trouble and that kind of shit. So I had to buy my Nintendo. I had to work and buy mine. Yep. And this and that, I wasn't because she hated that shit with a passion. Like your brain will turn to mush. And look at me, I do. Freeform Rock Podcast. She predicted it. Say so she's right then, yeah. She predicted <laughs> it? What? We're sitting talking about old music and fucking video game systems. You're right, Mom. I'm the king of useless information. Thank you very much. I think we all are. Everybody in our groups are the kings of useless information. But you know what? They give us information we think is useful, so that's awesome. <laughs> We just, me and Jerry got to work on that wrestling one. I, I'm guaranteeing you. You guys, ain't no, you guys could bring me on. No, I won't talk for an hour. YouTube talking shit to me. I'll tell you that much because if you think I know anything about music, which is going to be debatable, especially to Tim Wierasnik, but if I know anything about music, you can up it on wrestling. I guarantee you that shit. That'd be a fun. That'll be a fun show. So I look forward to that. So when you guys yeah. talk about wrestlers and movies, bring me on for like they live and. We're not talking about movies. We are talking about wrestling. Well, it, but if you guys like to get diverse and talk about wrestlers who became good actors, they you live know. is probably the best pure movie made with a wrestler in it, in my opinion. Which one? They live. Yeah. Yep. Which is so delish because it wasn't Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I love Commando. Oh, Commando I hate Hulk. Good. 
Jesse bought the bot. I like The Rock, man. So I was a Roddy Piper fan. I think My Jumanji favorite. is the best fucking movie with a wrestler in it. What? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I love The Rock, man. The Rock rules. They live way. Oh better. yeah, I'll put that number two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? The Hulk Hogan did make a movie, and nobody knows. He about made more it. than one movie. They all sucked. They all sucked. Oh. Yes. Hey, what about Mister T? Did you guys ever see uh, the Marine with the Miz in it? No, no, I, I don't know. Oh, no. Lana in it and all kinds of like you know B B type wrestlers and it's bad. Was Mister T a wrestler? No, but he didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Boxed at WrestleMania too. Yeah, so he was just an actor the whole time. He he just did it because of Rocky and shit. It's it's fake. Yeah. Well, that's probably why the wrestlers make good actors, man. They're used to fucking lying and shit, so. That's why I try to tell people. Yeah. The wrestlers are dumb, you know that, but they're actually really kind of a... You know, you could, play, you could blame 2020 for getting me out of wrestling. You know, with that Geraldo Rivera, whoever that guy, John Stossel, whoever the fucker was, that oh. wrestling was fake, because okay. I, used to, I used to watch yeah. that. So you watched it, and you... Thought it was real at any time. Well, I was a kid, dude, watching it. I was a kid. I I thought it was real until they told me it wasn't. I go, fuck this shit. I didn't. It was like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Yeah, I I kind of figured it wasn't real from the get go. But I was wrong. You're smarter than me. That's why you're the star. Not about being smart. I was. That doesn't matter to me. It's uh, what drew me to it was the stories, the characters. Oh, That's yeah. what I like. I, I love Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper, man, and Andre the Giant, and then fucking that 2020 took my fucking dream. It's like Disney, dude. They tell you, don't fucking ruin the magic for people. Fucking 2020 ruined the magic of wrestling for me, so fuck off, 2020. Thank you. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to give away too much down the road, but there was a reason why I kind of figured it out pretty quick. And I think it depends on what you've seen and when you've seen it. Probably. But I plus two it wasn't cool in my house. Everybody hated it in my house, so it was like, "Fuck yeah, I love it." I used to go to my friends' houses and watch WrestleMania back in the day when they first started putting that up. Yeah, well, now it's rivaling Super Bowl weekend. I mean, it's a big fucking deal, dude. Like, big deal. I mean, two days. I think it's too long now. If you ask me, it's like. I kind of like it. I kind of like the two-day thing, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I think, I think they have too many championships. I think you get rid of a couple of them. More to follow on the uh, whatever we call the show. I have a couple ideas. I'm going to let you name this one. This is your baby, Brian. So. Uh, I Jerry, got an how idea. are you going to have time for four podcasts? <laughs> told you, during, during the week, I have all kinds of time. Really? <laughs> Every time I try to get you to do something, you were mowing lawns. <laughs> well, wrestling, wrestling, the show, the way I envision it is because I don't, I mean, I follow the, the current product, but I don't watch it. So I know what's going on, but I don't watch it. I'm, I'm, shut off, I'm shut off with AEW. I've not watched that yeah. in months. It's more it. about, like, big cards that we've seen or profiles of wrestlers or the monday night screw job what do we think of that blah 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 yeah. it's more topical than it's kind of like what i'm doing with my new one right. 
similar. And about the history, because I'm telling you the history of professional wrestling is a fascinating story, if you know it. If you have time to listen to that, it's very, it's very, uh, it's interesting. So, it'll be fun if we, when we get that going. Let's get back to what we're doing today. Yeah, I want to ask you, why is there so many different fucking versions of this album? Because we're doing, uh, the Lost 77 mixes, right? Yeah. Yeah. 14, 14 songs. It's think, confusing right? as fuck. <laughs> well, because, again, it was, first of all, it was an import. There was a lot of, I think, different mixes made through the years. And, I, I man, I, you know, I, I know I use streaming, as always. And this was, there's two versions of it on Apple Music. One of them is the 14-track version. And one of them's like a super version with all these bonus tracks and we don't need to do that yeah um, that was 300 i'm seeing here 300 plus available mixes we're we're narrowed down to a short list of 50 tracks that's a short list of 50 tracks and that's what we are doing today the 77 boss mix which i guess is the disc one yes and, uh, I, you know what? I don't know, really. <laughs> I have no idea why there's so many different versions of this. I was texting like, you, is this the right version? Is this the right version? This is the one that <laughs> you can find, for the most part. This is the one you can find. And Well, I found two. I found a box set and this one. So, I was like, what is Oh, this? no. Oh, yeah, we're not going to do 50 tracks. No. That's not going to happen with anybody. Unless it's GNR. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, that was fun. <laughs> or like the mega mix of Adrenalized. Oh, yeah. I'll be ready for that one. I'm still, uh, well, we already did Hysteria. We need to do fucking On Through the Night one day, man. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we haven't, oh, fucking, we haven't done Pyromania either. So there you go. But, uh, let's get into this album. Like you said, Charles, Charles, how did you get into Johnny Thunders, man? You got to go first because you picked it. Um, I, again, I, I, believe it or not, I stumbled on this album not that terribly long ago. It's not something that was in my DNA, but believe me, I've listened to it so much since I found it that it kind of is now. And, uh, I gotta give love to GNR, believe it or not, because the first Johnny Thunder song I was aware of came on that craptacular album. Chinese democracy, or no, excuse me, a spaghetti incident. You like Chinese democracy as well. I, I know, I love Chinese democracy. The spaghetti incident, that shit heap, uh, that cool. album. And, uh, but there's a version of Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory on there, and that's a Johnny Thunders solo song, and uh, I, I, I like that song quite a bit. Not wild about that GNR version, but. I always say thank you, Spaghetti Incident. It made me go back, listen to Dead Boys and a lot of these great bands. And uh, I knew of that song. And then after getting into the dolls a bit, I just started looking around and I found this and stumbled on it. And now I've got like pretty much all of Johnny Thunder's stuff. So, but this is like the only album that he and the Heartbreakers ever made. So. That's pretty much it. I just 
it's kind of convoluted, but I, I knew of him, but I kind of stumbled upon this. Nice. Jerry? Well, I mean, I know about, you know, Johnny and the New York Dolls. I think a lot of us do know that. Um, like I said earlier, Charles had mentioned, he sent me a couple tracks from this. I looked through it, I thought it was pretty cool, but to be perfectly honest with you, I have not listened to the first album until last night. It was the very first time I heard the whole entire album in its entirety. Um, it's uh, was a great guitar player. We give away any more spoilers, but uh, that's 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 an undeniable fact. The dude can fucking shred, dude. So uh, that's basically my short history on him. Well, my short history is very short. Charles said, "Hey, let's do the New York Dolls." Okay, listen to them. I go, oh. And then he started posting all these Johnny Thunders videos and sending me Johnny Thunder songs. And I'm like, oh, I like the New York Dolls. I'm wondering what I'm going to think of Johnny Thunders. And you'll get my opinion on this one. So I don't have a history of this guy. It's just Charles turning me on to something, which I know we all like to do. We like to, like, give music to people and go, have you heard this? Have you heard that? And... I know I do. I get a great feeling when somebody goes like Jerry finally said that new Night Ranger does rule. Thank you, Jerry. That that made it's me pretty... feel good. But I know you guys all feel that way when you turn somebody on to something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's like fuck yeah, I fucking rule. I got somebody into fucking something cool that they didn't know about. Yeah. Disclaimer, Night Ranger is not as good without Jeff Watson in the band. You said you love that last album, dude. Come on. (laughs) Well, you said you liked Rats and you didn't like it, and then you like it again. Well, you know, because I don't know. I'm in a love-hate relationship with that song. (laughs) I gave you a a good one for the block. I gave you Absolution. That's a great song, dude. Hey, I like that Sirico or whatever it's called. Cerise. 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 Yeah, that's. I thought Cerise. No, Cerise. I don't fucking know. Songs are hard to pronounce. Yeah. Fucking elitist, fucking Swedish people. Just joking. (laughs) All right, I'm just joking. But uh, they gotta give us like titles in America. Like, how the fuck do you say that? I don't know. Fucking uh, what's that band? Fucking Duhas. (laughs) I don't know what this shit means. I like that song though. But uh, let's get into this album. Let's start with you, Jerry. Born to Lose. I, um, like I said, I am very new to this, so my responses are going to be kind of short. Um, it's like the songs. I mean, the average song is, what, about two and a half minutes? Yeah. It's very punky. Um, I don't know how to... I mean, it is punky, but punk doesn't have guitar solo, so it's kind of weird. How to how to label these guys? So uh, anyway, um, Born to Lose, right? That's the first one. Yeah. I don't know, to me, this sounded like a very punky Rolling Stones. Am I the only one who hears that? No, I don't know. Okay, no. <laughs> this isn't bad, man. It's kind of catchy. I like it. Uh, some great guitar fills in it. Um, this is actually very interesting. I can't wait to hear more. I'll give this first one a three out of five. Damn. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, you might have been uh, punking me yesterday, Jerry. Uh, so I'll go next. This is some cool old-time rock and roll. It has killer Chuck Berry riffs. Some Rolling Stones going on here, but you know who inspired the Rolling Stones? Chuck Berry. Uh, going. To, uh, this is like fucking punk, fucking riffs. 
This is killer no filler on this song. I fucking love it. What about you, Charles? The star? Hold on one second. Did I not say, when I said Punky Rolling Stone, did you just say no, it did not sound like it? No, said I said it. it's like this. The stone. It sounds like Chuck Berry. We all know where the Rolling Stones, one of their biggest influences is Chuck Berry. So I didn't say it didn't sound like the Stones. Okay. I said Chuck Berry, Stones, they they go, you know, fucking what's his name made a movie with fucking uh, Chuck Berry, Hail, Hell, Rock and Roll. Charles, the star, sorry for keeping you waiting, man. Ah, it's all right. Um, Born to Lose. It's interesting because on the actual, apparently I don't have it, but I read on the uh, album sleeve, it's actually spelled loose. Born to Loose. Uh, instead of born to lose which is interesting because you hear them sing that they'll sing born to lose and then then they'll also say born to lose so i don't know if the person writing was confused or what the hell i have no idea but uh totally i i to me i get like this keith richards vibe from uh johnny thunders i think he was massively influenced by by uh keith richards Total fucking punk. This is like what the Stones were doing in the beginning, I would say. Kinda. A little bit. Maybe not as bluesy, but like this is... If the Stones went went into disco land and all that in the 70s, if they would have just stayed on this track, this is something the Stones could have done. So I agree. Totally. Killer opener. Then we get to track two, which is Baby Talk. Uh, I'll go first on this one. It's like old time swing and rock and roll, man. Is this punk? I love this. It's fun with the wrists flying all over the place. Fucking let's rock, Jerry. We have our first kink in the armor. Um, this one to me was kind of underwhelming. Um, this kind of sounds like it took maybe three minutes to write this song. It's very, I like distorted messes. I, I like a little chaos and a little anarchy. But this was like just too much. I don't know, like a fucking tornado just came through and leveled everything in a bad way. Um, did not care for this song. I'd give it a one out of five. All right. What do you think about it, uh, Charles? Well, I think it's a fucking good grooving track, man, following up that momentum of Born to Lose. Um, yeah, I mean, lyrically, I guess I can see where Jerry's going with that a little bit. I think, I think at times the lyrics are a little mundane at times on this album but it's just rock and roll music man you know one thing throughout this album that i do think is cool for me and well first of all johnny thunders didn't like being called punk rock anyway he was always this we just play rock music that's it he was one of those guys but they were very important to punk and i think unlike some of the other punk bands that would come after him you don't hear a lot of that pretentious like we're here to change the world and politics suck and all that we all know that they, they stayed true to what rock and roll was about originally you know girls this and that and the third and all that stuff and uh, i enjoy it i i think it's not quite as good as born to lose but i do like it all right man I agree with you. That's a great fucking track. And then we get to the next track, uh, All By Myself. What do you think about it, Jerry? This one's much better than the last. It's like the first song. It's a little catchy and groovy. I like it. I finally get to hear the bass a little bit on this song. I don't know who the bass player is, but there's some really good bass lines on this album. We'll get to them when they come up. 
Um, Solo fucking kicks ass. I'm hoping that it, you know it keeps going in this direction because I do like this song. I do this one a four out of five. What do you think about it, Charles? Oh wait, my turn. Uh, I'll go ahead. Go on, go. First track uh, actually written by Walter Lure and Jerry Nolan. Um, I just love the riff on it. That it's just got a fucking cool groove to it and it's uh, quite different than what we've heard of the first two so it was cool they got somebody else to write some stuff in here and mix it up a little a little here uh yeah i enjoy this song a lot it's got a good groove to it all right so then i say um love the lead on the song it's cool little dirty leads go off on this Chuck Berry style again, I fucking love it. That's three for three on this fucking album so far. And we get to the next song, I Wanna Be Loved. I'll go first on that one. Well, nothing new here again. Just fucking rock and roll. Killer jam. Charles, I'm loving this fucking album so far, man. This is fucking killer. Thank you, man. Uh, Jerry. This is a cool song. I mean, it's not spectacular like uh, number one number three was, but I like it. Who heard those fucking cymbals during the chorus? Holy shit, dude. They're fucking... They're blowing out an awesome sounding. I love it. Um, I love how they're really cool how it fades out at the end. And, um, it's a good song. Three out of five. Man. So, uh, what do you think about it, Charles? Ah, it's just a fucking. It's absolutely blistering. You know, it's another thund thunder's pen song. There's only like three or four that were written by other people, and. Uh, but he's back writing again here. Bring this song. It's just so blistering. I bet live this was incredible. This is like, like just his energy to this song. Uh, again, it's lyrically a little sparse, but so was original rock and roll, correct? So, I mean, it was like getting back to the basics, and that's what it's all about. It's just a blistering track. Love it. All right, man. I agree with you. Uh, so, when we get to the next track, uh, it's not enough. What do you think about this, uh, Jerry? Some acoustic guitar here. Again, I think they're going back to that funky stone sound, in my opinion. Um, this is a really fucking great bass line in this song. I'm sorry, I'm a musician, so I kind of like to have to break down all the fucking you know, guitars, basses, and drums. That's what I do. Um, there's definitely fucking talent in this band, man. And I really love this song. This is a four out of five. What do you think about it, Charles? I want to see what you think of it. Oh, you want to see what I think of it? Okay, man. This is a poor attempt to trying to be like the Rolling Stones, but it's okay. It dredges along for me. It's a skipper on this album. What do you think about it, Charles? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to lean towards what Mark said. I, I, I didn't really care for the ballad or two they did on New York Dolls debut either um, the music's fine but he just keeps singing it's not enough it's not enough like it's lyrically so sparse I, I don't know that ballads are really well even though he did can't put your arms around a memory and that's fantastic but I like this one musically but lyrically it's it just gets mundane and yeah I'll skip it too quite often all right, man. So then we get to the next song, Chinese Rocks. And Jerry, you picked this one. So here's uh, Chinese Rocks on the Freeform Rock Podcast. One, two, three. 
That was Chinese Rocks, Jerry. Why'd you pick it? Yeah, so Ramones writing here, which is pretty cool. It's some fucking heavy footage, dude. It was called intro, fucking banging drumming, fucking amazing guitar playing, man. It's, it's definitely it's the Ramones with the guitar solo, man. It, 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 it's fucking killer. Still trying to figure this band out a little bit, though, as far as are they punk, are they rock, or are they like a hybrid? I don't know. Still trying to figure it out, but the most part, I like what I'm hearing so far. This is a four out of five for me. All right. Uh, this is a great cover of Ramones, or is it? I think Charles will let us know because uh, we've been talking, and he said he has some information on this, so I'm not going to steal the star's thunder because that would suck. Uh, I love both versions of this, and this rocks. The drums and the little surf guitar that comes in and out fucking rules. What do you think about it, Charles? Well, as you noted, yeah, that's heavily disputed on 
who came up with what. They wouldn't be covering this because they put this out before the Ramones did. Um, the Ramones were iffy about doing the song because of the subject matter, which is obviously about heroin. And uh, their version is called Chinese Rock. And it came out on an album like 1980 or something like that. The Ramones fans will know which one I'm talking about. Um, but it was written by D.D. Ramone and Richard Hell when he was in the band. And allegedly, Jerry Nolan and D.D. Ramone were getting high in D.D. Ramone's apartment. And he heard what D.D. had come up with. And he gave this to Richard Hell the music and Richard Hell came up with the lyrics and then by the time this album was made Richard Hell was nowhere to be found he wasn't in the band anymore and so it's kind of disputed whose song it is and who it isn't now Johnny Thunders on his own would keep this in his set list he'd keep a few of these songs uh, around and he didn't write all of them but uh, yeah it's disputed who's who came up with what first and blah 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 it's still a great song, and I actually do prefer this version over the Ramones version, but the Ramones version is fine. It's good, too, but it's a little more clean, if that makes any sense, and this one's a little rougher around the edges. More so I think, Yeah, this is more, I think, true to the game, but I mean, you know, but the Ramones, to me, were clean. They sounded, their recording sounded cleaner and maybe a little more precise. It just boils down to what you prefer. Uh, I prefer this version, but they're both great songs, and damn it, I wish I knew who was really responsible for it. But it's credited to D.D. Ramone and Richard Hell, so yeah. there you go. Then we get to the next song, Get Off the Phone, uh, Jerry. It starts out with some cool bass. Um, nothing really spectacular about this song, except for maybe the guitar solo. Um, I actually listened to this song twice because I, I wanted to make sure I really got a decent opinion of it, but I just thought it was all right. With that being said, I, I originally gave it a 2 out of 5. I'm going to jump it up to 3 out of 5 because of the guitar solos. That's how I'm going to pick it. Yeah, man. This is a killer bass line. It totally sounds like the Ramones. If you love them, this album is for you. It's nothing new, but this album is fun as fuck. Charles, what do you think about it? Uh, another Walter Lure, Jerry Nolan composition, and I definitely hear like a Ramones feel to this. And uh, that's kind of the only knock I have on it, though, is it does seem kind of reminiscent of the Ramones. Like, I think they can do their own stuff. It's been proven, but it does fit in with that. Like, if you're into the, the Ramones, yeah, you would probably enjoy this song. And you, I don't know who's really a better guitar player. I mean... You know, Johnny Ramone, good, pretty damn good himself, but I think Johnny Thunders is a better soloist. And uh, But again, it just comes down to what you prefer, but I think it's a little reminiscent of, it almost seems like a punk song for order. But it's it, it does the job. I don't hate it. It's an album track. All right. So then we get to the next song, Pirate Love, which you picked, Charles. And, and when I was listening to this album, I go, oh, this song rules. Oh, nobody picked it, and I went up in my nuts. Fucking Charles picked it. But here it is. Pirate Love on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry, I gave you a spoiler. 
All right, Charles, pirate love, pirate love. Yeah, love. <laughs> pirate love. Love. Always makes me think about the Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. Also, I don't, what is pirate love? I don't even know what, what that means. It means but having sex in the booty. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess it's loot, loot in the booty, I think. That's what it's it is. Booty, I, booty, booty, time, so. booty time at the USA. You know, yeah. Oh, I mean, hours I've thought, like, what is pirate love? I don't <laughs> get that. But it doesn't matter if I get it or not, because this is the best song in the fucking album. Uh, when they kick in after that great guitar solo and it gets all, like, fucking hyperactive and just that groove in this song is just off the charts man easily by far for me the best song in the album it just fucking rocks this is what rock and roll is all about right here this track all right jerry i'm gonna let you go last on this one uh because you know what this song reminds me of uh, a song by oingo boingo because i, I want to make violent oh. love to you but you could change you know you could take your shot that's the game if i say oingo boingo you guys got to take a shot now that's a new game here so, uh, yeah, I want to make pirate love to you. No, that's Oingo Boingo changing pirate for violent. But shit, this starts off like Tom Petty and a Heartbreaker song. Love the drum sound on this fucking... Charles, I want to pick this fucking song. It fucking rules. Fucking Jerry. First of all, if I had to take a shot every time you fucking mention Oingo Boingo, I'd be in fucking detox. Right on! <laughs> Let's do it! Let's go. But, yeah, I mean, pirate love, man. I don't know if they were competing or even knew about each other. That kind of it sounds a lot like Slade. A little bit of Slade, in my opinion. This isn't a bad thing, man. For some reason, I really do fucking love this song. Again, man, is this blue, punk, or both? Regardless of what you think, it has the best of fucking both. This is definitely the best song on the album so far. This is the first five out of five for me. Damn. I'm getting fucking... Uh... I thought you were gonna hate more, most of this album, Jerry. I'm getting you. You fucking punked me, you fucking MTV bitch. Oh god, wasn't that on MTV? Punked. Uh, you're so easy, golf. It's like when I say when I get you like uh, this song sucks, and you're like, oh my god, said no one ever. And it's like, oh, you know what I mean when I do that to you. Oh, <laughs> so, dude, I, I, it's called a show. Like my cousin, Rick. I know. Like my cousin Rebecca was talking about, why don't you just stop bitching about things? Dude, I'm on a podcast. I give rock and roll opinions. Calm down. <laughs> I'm supposed to do that shit. I'm not going to sit there and I'm not whining about things. I'm just fucking putting shit out of here. Like fucking, we'll talk about that on the video, Charles. I'll get to that on the video. But uh, then we get to the next track. Uh, did I do Pirate Love? No. Yeah, I did. Uh, then we get to the next track. One track mind, uh, Jerry. Now this song fucking sucks. Said no one ever. Okay, you didn't bite this time. Okay. <laughs> now this song, this song is actually really cool. I think it rules, man. Um, the one thing about them is a lot of their choruses kind of like follow the same formula, but it works, man, and it's cool sounding. And then again, another fucking great guitar setup. Second. Second best song on the album, in my opinion. This is another five out of five. Yeah. This is fucking uh, uh, my turn. This is surf punk rock, man. It fucking rules killer surf riffs and drums. And old-timey fucking Chuck Berry solo on here, man. 
I could hear the Go-Go's doing a great cover of this song. Fucking love it, Charles. Well, another Walter Lure, Jerry Nolan composition, and yeah, it fucking fits in really good, and got that, like you said, that slight surfer vibe, and uh, Johnny Thunders, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, so underrated on that guitar. He's got to be one of the best guitar players of his, of his time, in that, especially in that genre, because they weren't known to be the greatest guitar players on the planet. But uh, he can bring it, so it's a great track. Yeah, man, but you know what? I fucked up. I'm drunk, so uh, I picked one track. Mine as my track. So here you go on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean and join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show. I just played one track mind and everybody gave their opinions on that right yep we all liked it oh we all liked it because I picked it too because you picked pirate love bitch just joking yeah. but uh yes. 
<laughs> Everybody agreed that was the best track on the album. So, great pick, Charles. And then we get to I Love You, Jerry. I do love you, Jerry. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. Oh, okay. Um, I've got a little lackluster here, in my opinion. This is kind of some boring stones, in my opinion. This song is really filler to me. Don't like it. Extremely boring, I thought. Um, I thought the last few songs were kind of like on a roll, but we definitely hit kind of a roadblock here. But I, I, I hope it does get better. I think the guitar solo here is really just mediocre and not really great. Um, so I'm going to give this a one out of five. I did not enjoy this one. Yeah, I I agree with you on that one, Jerry. Uh, this song is like trash, and I've liked every song on this album so far. No, I, I didn't like one that Charles didn't like earlier. So that's two out of the 14 I haven't liked so far. It's a pretty good ratio so far. Uh, so what do you think about it, Charles? Uh, well, we'll keep this party going because I think it's a boring pedestrian track with crappy lyrics. And uh, the solo is okay, but I mean, uh, it don't even save this one. This This is probably one of the worst songs on the album. We all agree on that one. That's three for three on that. Damn. But then we get to the next track, uh, Going Steady. I'll take this one first. This is way too repetitive for me, a little boring, and when I was writing the notes to this song, I zoned the fuck out. I was like, what was I doing? If was I listening to something? Oh, wait, I gotta replay this song again, because uh, it bored the fuck out of me that I didn't even know what I was doing. Jerry, what do you think about it? totally disagree with you on this one. Unlike the last filler, I think this is pretty killer, man. I think the guitar riffs are pretty stellar in this song. Um, this is what I'm talking about, and this is what I think these guys are trying to trying to you know aim for. And I think they do. They really push their their peak on this one. Um, it's a very real, well structured tune for like a punky rock song, man. And props to the basis again on this fucking song, dude. It rips, dude. This is a five out of five for me. I do love this song. What do you think about it, Charles? Yeah, I'm with Jerry on that. We're back on track, man. Uh -huh, and, uh, I agree with you more than he has. Fuck. Like I was saying uh, the last, on the beginning there, I mean, that, these types of songs that, you know, he's not singing about nuclear missiles coming to your neighborhood or whatever it would turn into. I love The Clash, but they got really deep. And this is just pure rock and roll music. You would ask... Who are you going steady with? This and that. I mean, I love that angle to it, and the playing on is fantastic. So I think they're back on track here. I disagree with both of you on that one. Uh, so boring. I actually did zone out on that song. I didn't make that shit up. I go, what was I listening to? Uh, next song. And um, we get to uh, the next song, uh, Let Go, Jerry. All right, man. We're back to being on fire now. Um... I love me some raunchy blues, and they fucking nail it here, dude. I love it, man. This shit makes me happy, man. And Van Hawks, I have sauce that fucking bass player, dude. Great fucking bass lines. I know I talk about it a lot, but I love good fucking riffs, man. This guy's got some nerf five out of five. All right, man. This is a, a cool jam. Fucking cool solo. Vocals are really raw, and it has a fucking groove. This gets my fucking Mark Alden Taylor seal of approval that's a new thing i just made up so charles what do you think about it uh the only song written by johnny thunders and jerry nolan and uh yeah it's got that bluesy feel to it which is 
a nice change of pace because you don't really get that a lot on this record at all. I'd say it's about the only one. And uh, just a fucking killer rock and roll song, man. Period. It's it's great. Fucking rules, man. Yeah. Check it out. It's only rock and roll, but I like it, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Ain't rocket science. We don't need to listen to 90 minutes of prog shit. Listen to this. Hey, hey, unless it's Rush or Yes. The other one, yeah. I don't like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer very much. Yeah, so I kind of agree with some of that. And every now and then, yeah, listen to some little short songs and like this. Yeah, man. It's okay. Won't hurt you. Like Foreigner, Long, Long Way From Home is only two minutes. Oh, well, at least it ain't Survivor. Oh, God. Okay. Well, that was it's better than The Wall. It's better than The Wall. Man. I didn't say it was better than The Wall. I said I knew you motherfuckers would pick The Wall. So I want to give somebody else another album, okay? Sorry. Jeez. I knew, I knew The Wall would be covered on that episode. There was no need for me to pick it. So, uh-huh. and it was four out of oh, five. Whatever. You made, it, you made it an honorable mention. So, Survivor was better. It wasn't better. <laughs> I told you that <laughs> on the episode. We're talking it's about better. the Mark and Jerry with Charles BS sessions every week on Thursdays on uh, YouTube. Get in there and like it, man. Share oh, yeah, and subscribe. By, by, yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll be like, what, six weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. You know that episode's doing yeah. really well, too compared to the just the BS episode, which everybody fucking told we only like the BS part. Really? Well, the downloads did not show you only like the BS. <laughs> so, fuck off. Bob well, a. it's all because of Survivor. <laughs> so too. All, all right. right. All right. Let's, uh, I'm surprised you guys haven't made memes about me uh, picking Survivor over Pink Floyd. But uh, nah. then we get to uh, Can't Keep My Eyes Off on You, Uh Charles, I'll go for you first here. Who's going? You, Charles. Oh. I picked you first uh, this time. You gotta go first well, once in a while. The last Walter Lurd, Jerry Nolan song, and it's the best one they came up with on the album. Uh, he also, Johnny also kept this in his live sets. He has a fantastic live album uh, that I would say people should check out. It's one of the best sounding, unlike this record. It's, it's really sounds great. And uh, he always kept this on his set list. Um, I don't I, I don't know what can't keep my eyes on you. Is that a good thing? I, I don't know, but I don't care. Again, a lot of times I get lost with, like, what does he mean? But I don't care. It's great rock. I thought, group, but I well thought he was like, I'm sorry, I thought it was like he was kind of doing his girl, but he's thinking about another girl. That's what I was trying to so? Yeah, maybe <laughs> I mean, it can be hard to understand what he's saying sometimes, but uh, just the way he sings and his delivery, but just another great fucking rocking tune, and I think it's the best one that Lure and Nolan wrote on the album. All right, so I'll go next. A cool, steady beat kind of sounds a little like Ringo on here, man. I love this song. It's a cool song. Let's put some headphones on, and that fucking rock fucking this is just like charles has been saying i think we all been saying this is fucking rock and roll ain't no need to think about this shit you know uh fucking it ain't prog rock it's just fucking raw fucking rock and roll and the solo kicks ass jerry you go last brother they actually wrote an earworm this song is a fucking earworm and it's a fucking good one though um 
little different tone in the vocal delivery on the song, I noticed. Um, it's pretty good, man. I mean, I can't say enough about what a great musician and a great player Johnny Thunders is, man. Um, it's insane the guy died, what, 38 years old? That old yeah. was? Yeah. Man, I was Charles about that at the end. He's dead, right? Oh. It's a, go ahead. Yeah. It's cool. Serious circumstances, too. Yeah. That's a shame, man, because this guy knew, knew what he was doing, man. He was great at his craft, man. I give this one a four out of five. All right, man. So uh, I already said what I thought. Jerry went last, so we end this album with a cover of a Motown song. Do you love me, Jerry? Do you love me, That's Jerry? That's one. I, I, was, I was always thinking of the fucking Blues Brothers when I heard hear this song all the time. I always think about uh, I fucking Ray Charles thing and all that shit. Uh, Didn't Lou Reed but, do a version of this? I don't know. I always think of Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Okay. But I saw Lou um, Reed, he was he had a video for this on MTV for Do You Love Me, did he? He was dancing like a stupid idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it sucked. Oh, I did The Barry Gordy Jr. guy, man, he's a big player in Motown, man. A little bunch of shit. Okay, so are we going to end this album on a high or a low note? Um, absolutely. Fucking smoking cover, I thought. This is how you end an album, dude. I love everything that they upgraded on the song, added their own style to it while keeping to the original. And that's how you do a cover. This is a five out of five for me. No, fucking Jerry. So what's your uh your rating on this entire album, man? I think you like almost the whole thing. I er I edged out it's three point eight out of five. Three point eight out of five. Alright, so I'll go this is a fucking, this cover fucking rules. I think I like this way better than the original version, man. It's fucking cool. And that fucking shitty version that fucking Lou, Lou Reed did, it was fucking horrible. Uh, Edwin, Eddie Conestrachi probably likes it, but uh, the star, man, you need to take us out on this episode, man, on this song. At first, I, when I first just saw the song title, I was like, cool, they covered Kiss. <laughs> And then I heard, this isn't Kiss. Oh, yeah, it's the song from Dirty Dancing. Okay. Um, I Yeah, I prefer it over the original, too, believe it or not. I think it's dirtier, got a fucking better dirty groove to it than the original. And uh, I agree, and he has many more of these old-school song covers on his subsequent works in his own albums. He has the whole covers album. It's fantastic. Really recommend uh, Play With Fire, the Rolling Stone song. He did that fantastic. And uh, what a great way to end this album. I think besides one or two that I could do without, I think it was a very pleasant surprise. And uh, I listen to it quite often. Yeah, my final rating on this is 12 out of 14 bong rips. Uh, it was a really fucking good album, Charles. I like when... You, Lee, Jerry, you gave me Night Demon. You haven't given me anything I like so far that I've never heard, except Metal Church. I gotta, I gotta say, you got me into Metal Church. That was fucking awesome, dude. So you got me into that, so you could you're, hear your good. You're so, you're slowly ghosting, man. You're gonna be a ghost fan. Oh god, no. <laughs> if I ever become a ghost fan, I'll be fucking in The Walking Dead getting. All right, see, okay, here's the thing. You like six songs from them, right? Yeah. You can't say they suck. I never said they suck. Bullshit! You tell me they no, suck. I said they, they. I never said they sucked. I said I don't like them. 
I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I, wish never, I, I never say it sucks because when What's I say it difference? sucks, we get hurt. We get hurt feelings on the page. So <laughs> I learned how to say enjoy, or you're trendy. I don't know. I know you. I've. I know you. I know you have. But when you tell people that's what it means, it's the same thing as just saying it sucks. Well, muzzle just well sucks. yeah, I'm saying it. It's a nice way to say it sucks. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna say I've never ever got my feelings about some shit. A lot of times, that's got a lot to do with alcohol. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the honest guy truth is, if anybody really sits and listens to what we have to say and think. Well, fuck those dudes. Well, I mean, that who's really stupid in that equation? <laughs> the people say the fuck, person, those fuck those dudes. He, hey, the science of headphone technology has come light years, folks. Listen to what you like. Who cares if we like it or not, or if I like what I like. You like what you like, great, cool. But Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers' this album is a really good album if you're just curious check it out it's not too bad all right man before we get to the tracks of the week jerry you have any final thoughts yeah man this is one thing i like about doing the show you guys man it's learning new music man and this is a another good one charles man thank you man really enjoyed this album yeah thanks i like to say charles you've got me into a lot of good shit i wish i could get you into some extreme but that's a lost yeah. cause so i don't even <laughs> try anymore but uh, yeah. <laughs> at least a good night ranger hey, man. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be a little honest now because I've liked, you know, these some of these bands that you guys have given to me. But when you guys give me the title, sometimes I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" You know what I mean? But then I listen to it and it fucking rules. So you know, shame on me for not for judging before I listen. Oh so. shit, Charles! Charles will never admit I got him into anything, but I will admit what Charles got me into. That Elaine group, the Orange Goblin, New York Dolls, Johnny Thunder. And there's more that Charles has got me into and a lot that Lee and you, Jerry, have got me into. I'm not a dick. I will admit when you guys give me anything. Fucking Ian Wadley got me into fucking Frank Zappa, you know. Well, Jerry needs to do some shows with Lee. Then you can see what sucks all about. Jerry. Then you can do Rasmussen. <laughs> Hey, he keeps telling me he's going to bring me back on his podcast, but he never gives me an album. <laughs> yeah, or Mascara Sue. Oh, God. Or, do they have any more albums that we should do that would bring Lee back? I never do that again. Do they have life. another album, though? We should do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm on vacation that week. Yeah. There ain't no vacation. You got. You guys will get fucking Extreme's first album one day or Firehouse's fucking Oh, bring it on. Bring it on. Well, of course, I need to sharpen up my comedy chops, but the, the <laughs> thing is, is that even with Lee, though, I mean, it, yeah, there the, the, will be a few that you don't like, but he'll pull some out and you'll be like, wow, that's fantastic. Wishbone Ash. Again, uh... uh Quick over messenger service. Uh, I mean, Quick Sender, yeah, <laughs> fucking great shit. Uh, uh, Fairport Port Port Convention, no. No, fuck them though. Uh, United States of America, no. Uh, yeah. Hot poop. No. That hot, hot, hot shit right there. Yeah. I didn't agree. Didn't you guys have Thunderclap Newman episode too? <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> yeah. 
I love that guy. You know, he's like Ruben De La Rosa for Ian Wadi. I love Lee. You know, we may get the little fights here and there, but fuck, I keep coming back to him. He's like a magnet to my shit. Bob Seger, you did a good Bob Seger pick, and yeah. Um, who picked Nugent? I did. Well, you picked a good one there. I picked a lot of good ones for you. You haven't got "Don't Tread" by Damn Yankees yet, so be 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 cool about that. <laughs> for sure, look forward to that. Well, you know that's going to have to happen, dude. Because I picked I picked crazy nights because I wanted everybody to shit on. I wasn't expecting that one to be good. <laughs> Me and Jeff Beers love that album. It's Bon Jovi Kiss. I love it. The worst. Oh no, that's unmasked in the elder. But uh, yeah, not even close. All right. Well, let's get to our tracks of the week, man. Uh, I just like to say, you guys fucking rule. Before I get to tracks of the week, Charles, you pick Dead Boys. Ain't it fun? Hell yeah. And that came off that Spaghetta incident, too, by Guns N' Roses. Spaghetta incident. I like that. <laughs> uh, but the Dead Boys version, of course, blows it away. You don't have that dipshit from Hanoi Rocks Good. on it. It's just that song they did sucked. But this is a great version. Man, you gotta give love Dead Boys out of Cleveland, Ohio. Fuck yeah. I know you they, hate Vin, Vince Neil, but do you credit him for killing Hanno Rex? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I have separate groups of people. We got the retirement home, and then we got the people who need to go on beer run with Vince Neil. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm an asshole. Uh, sorry about that comment, guys. If you guys like Hanno Rex, you suck. But uh, yeah. <laughs> let's get. I'm not. I'm not going to be dumb about that one. Stupid about. I'm. I'm going to give you the honest truth. Hannah rocks. Hannah rocks. Fucking sucks. Fucking big donkey balls of mayonnaise Absolutely on it. Terrible. Yeah, I would agree 100. percent And Jerry, you didn't text me back, dude. So what version of Oh Well by Fleetwood Mac is it? Live with Buckingham or is it with Peter Green? I do love the Peter Green version, but the. Uh... The live version with Lindsay singing it, I think it's much better. I fucking knew it, dude. I fucking knew you were going to... Oh, I, I, love Peter, I love Peter Green. Yeah, I'm a huge Peter Green fan. But yeah, that that version, version is awesome, but Buckingham's is better. Uh, well, whatever. Well, you, you're <laughs> picking the Buckingham version. I'm just saying it because it's the live version, which kicks, kicks ass. Put Buckingham you know, on it. <laughs> whatever. Well, I'm not, I mean, he's one of the best guitar players ever, man. But I got I want to give props to Peter Green, man. Because, Peter Green was incredible. Yeah, you don't you don't think about those guys, fucking Bob Welsh and all those guys that played with Fleetwood Mac before Lindsay and Stevie well, came Well, that was in, one man. of the great reviews we did was uh, with Lee, older Fleetwood Mac, man. That was a great. That, the trees, that, the trees, that, that great album. That Chicken Shack album is great. Yeah. That's what I'm grooving to. Well, we with, should fucking. You guys pick what you want, man. Give me, give me, fucking. Like, expand my mind with shit, dude. You give me the New York Dolls that I thought I'd never like, and now Johnny Thunders that I thought I'd never like, Charles. Fuck, I appreciate this shit. I like to... I'm a fucking sponge. I've, I've been called this since fucking, what? Oh, no. 2001. Don't say you're sponge. Don't listen, call yourself a sponge. Listen. Don't call yourself a sponge. No, I'm not that dude. I'm just a sponge. I've been called this before I even knew who that fucker was. Just put it that way. My my trainer at Disney, two thousand one, Benny, 
He fucking, because he showed me things, like, real quick, like, how to make a fucking Big Mac, because we were Burger Invasion at uh, California Adventure when it was a fucking carnival when it first opened. We were at Burger Invasion. We served McDonald's food. He trained me on the line, and then I went, I worked at In-N-Out for six years, so this McDonald's shit was fucking easy. He said, you're a sponge, dude. I tell you it once, and you already know how to do it. It's like, I, I, I'm not a rock sponge. So fucking don't put me in line with a fucking racist. And I'm probably going to get fucking try fired because his friend's probably going to try to get me fired again. But, uh, <laughs> but fuck, man. I learned pr pretty quick, man. And, uh, it's fucking pretty cool. And then Eric, since he, he did have a track of the week, he picked best of the best by this band Striker. And I wish he was on this episode right now because I did listen to this. He don't like Poison. He don't like shit like that, but he likes this. This is fucking 80s cheesy fucking rock and roll. And I like it because I like 80s cheesy rock and roll. So, I don't know. You're kind of a hypocrite, Eric. And then I picked... Oh, oh no. He's kind of a no. hypocrite. He loves he loved this Johnny Thunders album. He, I know, he was so upset. It's great. Uh, go Taste. listen to that band Striker, best of the best of the best. He liked the new uh, Lizzie Borden song. That song. Oh, gross. that was fucking Nine Inch Nails yeah. shit. I don't like oh. it. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't a big fan of it either. No, I like the old Lindsay, like technical, whatever <laughs> it was. Uh, that's some cool shit. But this new shit is yeah. like, what the fuck? He's trying to be Rihanna? They're so out of touch because that's like, yeah, it's like. Lincoln Parky, oh, I, I like Lincoln Park. The first three albums, I know, but I'm saying that was like 20 years ago now. Oh, I mean, if we're gonna try to stay current, at least be current. At least don't, talk about your wet ass dick instead of pussy, don't right? Be said something from God. God. He could say, you know, like Cardi B. Was it Cardi B? He said wet ass pussy, wop. Yeah. So he could be wet ass dick. God. <laughs> He can be opening up at the swap meet for Blue Oyster Call. Oh, uh, we're talking do. about that on the video. Don't don't spoil it. Well, that'll be gone by now. But uh, I picked in honor of the person who picked this episode because he is in love with Belinda Carlisle. I picked the Go Go's from the album Vacation because this album reminded me of old timey rock and roll, Chuck Berry is shit, Rolling Stones. I picked Cool Jerk <laughs> by the Go Go's. Yeah, I can see a little connection there. That's a cover too. Yeah. Yeah. But and they yeah, did they another cover of that of their own cover in in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, they well, they started as a punk band. God, so, they did. Yeah, they were hanging out with the Germs and X, and they were part of that LA punk scene. So yeah, I bet they were into. Yeah, I didn't like Belinda Carlisle. Like, I didn't think she was sexy to her first solo album. With, yeah. Matt about, with Matt About You with Andy Taylor on the guitar. That's good. Y'all can fight over Jane. I don't like Jane. She's fucking... Uh, I think she's... I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I'm not the Rock and Metal yeah. Combat podcast. You guys have them all. Take Susanna Haas. Who do you like better? Uh, Susanna Haas is my favorite. Jeez. It's like you want you like, you're walking like... Walk like an Egyptian. What kind of yeah, guitar does she have? Rickenbacker. You can fight over uh, Susanna Hoffs. Oh. I thought the guitar player was pretty cute in that band, too. 
She was. But see that Susanna but Hoff. Anna Hoffs, yeah, no. She but, had I mean, those fuck me eyes, dude. Just like uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck me now. And she's still hot. So is Belinda Carlisle. It's like fuck Vicky yeah. Vicky Jackson, better name? The guitar player from the Bengals, I can't remember. Uh, Vicky something, wasn't it? I don't know. That was a drummer. Vicky Peterson was a drummer. I don't know. Yeah. Was it's it's hot. Just the drummer and the guitar player? Yeah. Well, the drummer wasn't hot. No, and the bass player wasn't either. No, it was just the guitar player and Susanna Haas. But the bass player was in the Go-Go's at one point. Originally. But she didn't make the cut. Fuck, we needed to do a view of Beauty and the Beat. Fuck, I love that album. Uh, well, 10, 10 out of 10. Well, yeah, but we still need to do it. So, you know, people have short attention spans, so they don't realize that we already like that album. But we don't know what Jerry likes, so don't give us your opinion, Jerry. Hey, that's right. Ricky Peterson is a new guitar. Yeah. So that was our review of uh, fucking, uh, what was it, Jer what was it, Charles? Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, LAMF. All right. Check it out. It's a damn good album. It's a great sleeper album. All right, man. Let's get the fuck out of here and uh, have a good day, guys. I'll talk to you in a second, Charles. Later.
Stick by me and I'll be your guide Don't ask me what I think of you I might not give the answers that you want me to
Well, we haven't played anything from Trask yet, so we're going to try some out tonight for you. And uh, the first one of which is actually the first track on side one, and it's called Over and Over. For the best of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the free form rock show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. 
Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.